Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful. Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because I know that if you clicked play, it's likely because you are ready to attract your dream partner in 2021. And even if that scares you, even if you're like, oh, 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 that's scary, there's a part of you that would like to know what it does actually take to attract your dream partner. And it's not what you think. I'm not going to say anything cliche, like be confident, be you, which those things are really important. And we're going to go deeper because I'm not here for surface level. So before we dive in, I want to share with you an incredible free opportunity that I have coming up, and it is my free training series that I have created for you. It's called 2021, the year of the one, and we are going to be spending three days together where we're going to be going deep into what you really get to do, what you really get to step into if you're serious about attracting love this year. Each day, I'm going to be leading the training. I'm going to be giving you so much value. There's going to be a lot of learning. I've definitely had students who have come to my trainings in the past and They will show me pictures of all the notes they took, pages and pages. So I'm going to be giving you lots of value. And each day, you're going to have an interactive workbook that you get to keep forever so that you can really go deep because information is just that, information. And for you to be able to integrate, for you to be able to have a shift from actually doing and going deep within yourself that's what really creates lasting change. And I'm so excited for it. So I hope that you will join. I have the link in the show notes for you. The free training is going down February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You'll have all the info in the link. And I'm so excited to spend three days with you. Okay, so let's dive in to today's episode. So When we think about attracting our dream partner, you may be thinking, okay, yeah, Valerie, I know what I need to do. I know I need to, you know, get, get out there. I know I need to download some dating apps. I know I need to change my profile. And you're thinking of all these things you need to do. So firstly, it's actually not about what you do. It's about who you be right? So doing and being are two very different things. And it's not about the logical stuff. So I want to take out, I want to take a moment to take away any misconceptions that it's hard to attract love. The way I look at it is that love wants to find you. Your dream partner wants to find you. However, you are blocking it. And it's not to say, this is all your fault. It's to say that it's actually easier. It's to say that there's actually a way that it can come into your life faster. It's to say that it can feel really good in the process. 
anything that you've been taught about it being a struggle or it's going to take a long time or it's really hard, those are simply beliefs that you have created yourself. So I'm here to share with you what it actually friggin' takes if you're serious about wanting to attract love this year. So it's not about the doing, it's about the being. So the very first thing is that it requires you taking the time to get clear on what you actually want and being connected to why you want it. I, I want you to visualize that sentence and I'm underlining why, why you want it. Okay. So I, I know that so many women create lists and I'm not a huge fan of lists because I find that lists can be kind of arbitrary. What I mean by that is when you're making a list, when I think of a list, it's things that you write down quickly. Like, oh, it's tall, as handsome, as buff, eggs, bananas, coconut milk, <laughs> dairy-free yogurt, like a list, right? It's like something that it's like, bam, bam, bam. And I believe that getting clear on what you actually want, it can't come down to a list you need to be really connected with why you want the thing. And the easiest, most fast way to be connected with why is by envisioning how you're going to feel. Because everything we want in life, it's because we think and we expect to feel a certain emotion, experience a certain feeling when that thing comes into our lives. So the luxury handbag that you want, the car, Right. Those are all things where you're going to get a feeling, you're going to experience emotions that are desirable once you have those things. That's exactly the same thing with attracting your dream relationship. And it comes down to, you know, why do you actually want the things that are on the list? Okay. So I can't tell you how many women have said to me, you know, over the years, oh, you know, check my, I just want someone that's going to like check the boxes, look good on paper. And I mean, checking boxes, looking good on paper, like what? Because when you desire something so deep in your soul, it's about a feeling. So you need to be connected to why you actually want the things that you want you know, there are women who I work with and they, you know, think that they want to be with a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, someone who makes a certain amount of money and we peel back the layers and it's like, well, why do you want those things? And turns out, you know, oh, you know, this client's mom has always pressured her into dating someone of a high stature, you know, that caliber of, you know, a professional. And so she made up in her mind that dating a lawyer was the only way, but that's not what she actually wants. Or feeling guilty around wanting someone to make a certain amount of money or not knowing why. And when we dig deeper, it's because, oh, she wants an experience with someone where you know, money isn't an issue and money isn't the reason they need to say no to anything. So they can travel, they can go out to eat, they can have really incredible experiences together because of what his income allows for. She also likes that he's driven and committed. She knows she can feel safe and trust that she'll be supported and taken care of. And that will allow her to feel ease. That will allow her to feel like she can, ah, 
breathe, that will feel really good for her. And that's why she wants it. So that is the first thing you need to do is really take the time to get clear on what you want and why you actually want the thing. Because if you're not, it's just going to be a list. It's just going to be a list. So what do you really want? If you could have anything, what would you want? And after you're done writing that out, it's like, and if you could want more, what else? What else? What else? There are so many things that you desire that you're not aware of. And let me tell you, it goes way deeper than how he looks, the car he drives, how many apps he has, you know, what his bank account looks like. Your desires are so much deeper than that. It's not wrong to want those things. We just need to be connected to our why. Okay, the second thing that you must be willing to do to actually attract your dream partner is you get to have a willingness to let go. So much of growing, so much of being your own soulmate first so that you can finally attract your soulmate is a willingness to shed and let go. And so I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying it's necessary. How can you expect to walk into and prepare for the relationship of your dreams if you're still hanging on to, you know, wanting to screw over your ex, wanting revenge, if you're still hanging on to stories about not being good enough or a fear that you're going to be abandoned. You must be willing to let go and shed grudges. Oh my gosh, so much wasted energy. I spent years, like more than one, more than two, about three years holding a grudge towards my ex, wanting to be the one to move on, wanting him to be sorry. And that really kept me stuck for a while. And I don't want that for you. It wasn't until I learned, oh, that energy is leaking friggin' everywhere. Because it doesn't matter what he thinks. It never did. It matters what I think about me. And how can I truly be ready for the relationship of my dreams if I'm still living in the past, if I'm still hashing out memories in my mind of arguments I had with him and, you know, oh, that really hurtful thing he said to me, well, I'm going to show him what a waste of energy. And it really kept me stuck. So you must be willing to shed and let go. And it can be scary to let go of beliefs you've been carrying. If you believe that you're unworthy, if you believe you're going to get abandoned, because there's actually something that is a benefit to holding on to those beliefs. Maybe it keeps you, you believe they keep you safe. They protect you from having to take action and have rejection. They serve you in some way. So letting go means that you're clearing space means that you are in the allowance of something new, something better to come in. An analogy I love, I don't remember where I heard it. It's like you have a one-car garage and you're trying to get your brand new Tesla in there and you have your broken down, you know, 1989 Toyota Corolla that won't even start, just 
in the garage collecting dust and you're like, no, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to get it out. No, I'm just going to leave it there. Like, no, I might need it. I'm just going to keep it there. How are you going to park your Tesla in there when there's two cars? You got to be willing to let go of the one that isn't serving you anymore. Okay. So that's what I want you to think about when it comes to attracting your dream relationship. The question isn't, what do I need to do? It's what do I need to let go of? What don't I need anymore? What has stayed long enough? Okay. Next, you must have a willingness to be seen. Being seen is so scary. <laughs> Not going to lie. Being seen for who you are, it's scary. It's scary in a new friendship or even a friendship in general. It's scary in love. Being seen means letting your truth show, sharing things that are beneath the surface, letting someone in, showing them, you know, hey, these are actually my insecurities. This is actually something I've struggled with. This is actually something I'm working through. I admire the people so much who can show up and let themselves be, let themselves be seen even when it's not perfect, even when it's not beautiful and camera ready because guess what? We are drawn to people who are imperfect. Why do you think we're so addicted to reality TV? We love seeing humans be humans. We love seeing the range of emotions. We love seeing people be crazy <laughs> so we can be like, oh, I'm not that crazy. We love, you know, feeling the emotions of that person on TV. Humans are dying for realness, realness. The only way that you can experience that is by giving it, letting yourself be seen, letting down your walls. We walk around thinking, I need to protect my heart. I need to protect my heart. And it's like, what is that costing you? When you protect your heart too much, you don't let anyone in. It's like, you know, it's like having the door closed and someone's trying to get in and you open it a crack and you're like, oh, I, I don't feel good about you coming in. And the only way that the, your person can come in is if the door is open. And so a willingness to be seen means that you're willing to show who you are and really be authentically who you are in your soul. So even if you being authentic means that that person, they're, you know, they don't think they want a relationship with you, that's great. Because anyone who you can't be yourself around, that's not going to last long. That's going to be exhausting having to pretend. So you get to be you, not who you think he wants, not who you think will get asked on a second date, not who you think will be the funniest or the smartest. You need to be you, the real you. <laughs> I know I said at the beginning of the episode, I wasn't going to give, you know, stereotypical advice, like be you and until it resonates for you, until you really get it, you can hear someone say, yeah, be you. But it's like you get to truly let those parts of you shine. I know I've shared this before in past episodes. 
I used to really struggle with dating because I wasn't being myself on the dates. I was so nervous and I had such a fear of rejection that I would treat each date like a Hollywood audition and I needed to nail the part. I needed to do what I needed to do to get a callback, aka a second date. So I would really try to, you know, like contort myself to the person I was across the table with. You know, if the guy was really intelligent, I would be like, okay, let me show him I'm, I'm intelligent too. I can keep up. If, you know, the guy was really funny and really sarcastic, I was like, ooh, let me lob one back at him. Let's have this banter. You know, if someone had seemed really accomplished and successful in their career, I was like, well, let me share my successes too. And it was like, I would come home from dating feeling so exhausted. I would come back from a date and I would literally act like, you know, oh, I I nailed my lines and now I can relax. And yeah, it just didn't work out in my favor. Clearly, clearly. And now I know it's like everything was a blessing. And at that time, it was really hurtful going out on a date and putting what I thought was my best foot forward and that person not calling back, that person, or rather that person not asking me back out. But now I see it was such a gift. It was a reflection of where I got to go with me. And because I didn't find a relationship at the time I thought I was ready for it, it sent me on this journey of self-development. That's actually how I'm here right now on this podcast is by not getting what I wanted and having things not work out for me. So this is your willingness to be seen. Are you going to let people see you, the real you? Or are you going to start off a potential relationship as an actress and have to keep it up? You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your future partner to be you as much as possible, as soon as possible. Okay. Next, a willingness to be imperfect and to be messy. Okay. Vulnerability. Men are drawn to vulnerability. Humans are drawn to vulnerability. There's nothing more beautiful to me than a woman who can show her heart and be open and be vulnerable. And it can look messy. It can look raw. It can look like, oh my God. And that is going to move a potential relationship forward. I'm not saying go on a date and just cry your eyes out. I'm saying let someone see the real you. You know, if it gets brought up on a date, you know, how, how has the pandemic been for you? Like, be real. You don't need to be like, it's been good. Just staying positive. Taught myself a new language. You know, it's been good. I can't wait for stuff to open up again. Like, you can be real. You could be like, you know what? It was actually really tough. Like 2021 was tough for me. I was laid off from my job. I lost a family member. I really, you know, went from having a really great social life to honestly not really having much as much of one. And it got really tough because vulnerability, it's a permission slip. People are so over having to put on a bow and a ribbon and pretend things are perfect. This is why dating feels exhausting when you're not being real, when you're not being yourself, when you're not going there. 
because you're scared of being too much or messing it up. And it's like, no, you can actually have dating be something where you come back from a date, even if it's someone who you know, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be attracted to them. Like you could come back from the date and be like, that was actually really nice. I had a really great connection with that person. We had a really great conversation. That was really good company. I'm really happy I went. That experience is available for you if you choose it. So by you taking the lead, being vulnerable, you're giving permission to others to actually let out what's on their heart. It's such a beautiful gift, such a beautiful gift. And if your vulnerability has you feel like you're imperfect and you're messy, awesome, you're a human being and you can't get it wrong with the right person. So you're not going to scare off the person who is meant for you by you being real and showing your heart. The only people who you're going to scare off are the people who weren't for you. And doing this will bring you closer and closer and provide more depth in dates than you could have ever imagined. So try that. Try that on. What would it be like if I was willing to be imperfect on these dates? And another big thing, the last big thing that I'm going to cover in this episode of what it actually takes to attract your dream partner is a willingness to release control and stand in discomfort. So this one's tough. Oh my gosh, do I have so many clients and women who struggle with this? Okay, releasing control, standing in discomfort. Here's what I mean. Okay, so there are periods in dating, in the dating experience where you will have a great date with someone and you may not hear from them for a couple days. Or they'll say, we should do this soon, and you're not going to hear from them for like a week. Or where you've gone out on like three dates with someone, and then they go out of town, and it's like a week off of seeing them, and you feel anxious. There's going to be times where you feel yourself having feelings for somebody, and it would actually really hurt you to know that they're dating other people, and they probably are. So you will absolutely have times of discomfort. And there are some times where you will attract men who will tell you very early on, they will say, I really want to see where this is going. Like, I just want you to know that I'm not seeing anyone else. That's actually the experience I had with Ryan. You know, I was still open. I was, I was entertaining other dates And when Ryan and I first started seeing each other, it must've been like the third date or something. He was like, you know, I really see something here. And like, I just want you to know I'm not seeing anyone else. And I really appreciated that. But for me, I was like, well, I'm not sure about him. So that's, you know, his choice, but like, let me see what else is out there type of thing. And that's okay for me to do. It's totally okay for me to do and it's okay for you to do because how do you know after three dates if someone's your person, if you want to take yourself off the market and close yourself off to all opportunities other than that person, you don't. So it doesn't need to be on their timeline. However, not all men are going to do that. 
So you will have periods of waiting. You will have periods where you feel like, oh my God, he hasn't reached out in a few days. I'm feeling really anxious. I may never hear from him again. And this could even be your person and they just take a break from reaching out to you, which is normal. You might convince yourself to you know, send them a message or you might convince yourself to try to speed up the process and rush it. And you must be willing to release that control and really stand in that discomfort. You're not going to know what he's thinking. You're not going to know how he's feeling about you guys super early on. And that's okay. How can we make this be a time of magic and unfolding rather than having to figure it out, having to know, having to get an answer? Because you don't want to rush something amazing in life. And you're going to get there either way if that's your person. So it's like, do you want to feel really anxious and worried and stressed the whole time? Or can you enjoy it? Can you allow that for yourself? And that is a constant (laughs) practice. There are a lot of tips and tricks and resources that I share, you know, with my clients, with the women I work with around how we can really navigate the in-between period, because there are a lot of opportunities to feel anxious. And there's actually a lot of opportunity to feel empowered in that place. So I hope you loved these tips. The, I don't, I feel like, yeah, I say tips, but (laughs) I'm like, they're more than tips. So here, let's recap. So you get to take the time to get clear on what you actually want and be connected to why you want it. Need to be willing to let go. So willing to let go of old stories, old beliefs, old people, honestly, old exes, old flames. A willingness to be seen. Willingness to be imperfect and messy. And a willingness to release control and stand in discomfort. I hope you loved this episode. I so hope to see you at the free training coming up 23rd, 24th, 25th of February. Make sure to register using the or clicking the link in the show notes. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. Have an incredible day. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.